Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve His purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We're continuing our um, strong series, and we're just changing directions a little. We've got two more weeks after this week. And we are looking at a topic that is very relevant at the moment, and that is finances. Has anyone found any pressure on their finances at the moment? None of you. Okay. Interest rates, cost of living. You know, Jesus talked a lot about money. And sometimes people don't like it when we talk about money. But Jesus talked a lot about money, more, more than most other topics in the gospel. You read in the gospel, he talked a lot about money. Do you know why? Let me tell you why. Because money can compete for the top place in our heart over God. It's the thing that competes the most over God is money. And uh, the Bible says you can't serve God and money. So we, Paul and I, Paul is here, he's in... Um, Kids' church today. Paul and he, Paul and he, Paul and me, we put God first in our finances. And what I know is that everything I have comes from God. That's the first thing, everything I have. And the money that I have isn't separate to my relationship with God. I don't have God here and my money over there. It's all underneath God. And He cares what we do with our finances. We tithe. We be generous. We ask for wisdom. We want to be wise with our finances. We want to be good stewards of what we got, what we have. So, what do we do? I'm glad you asked because Ray King is going to come and tell you. <laughs> so let's welcome Ray as he comes. I don't know if you guys know Ray, but Ray is our longest-standing board member. Yep. He's also the treasurer of, on our board and he and his beautiful wife Rowena have been in our church since 2000, so that's 23 years and uh, we love these guys so you need to give them both a, another hand because they are pillars in this church. So, oh, I'm going to ask you a question. Ray, here we go. <laughs> totally organised. So... Tell us, Ray, a little bit about yourself because not everyone in this room knows you and uh, why am I asking you to talk about this topic today? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, my name's Ray. Uh, when um, I guess I was starting to think about this sort of thing and trying to get my head around it, I thought I've got to have some notes because otherwise I'm going to get lost and go off topic. So I've got some notes here. I... Normally do this with like one-on-one -on -one in a small room, not often out here. So I'm quite out of my comfort zone in this, in this space, but bear with me. Uh, so anyway, I'm Canberra born and bred, blessed to have great parents. You know, we grew up in the church. Uh, they were stable, we were, they were loving. Um, you know, it was, they were very wise as well. I had really wise parents. Uh, we lived simply, comfortably, um, and probably really no different to most of my friends at the time. So it was very, you know, very normal, I guess, in, in our Canberra growing, upgrowing. Um, but 
I don't remember much teaching about money um, through either the church or just in, in general sort of um, living, I guess. But one thing I do remember is, uh, is my dad always, every Sunday morning, he would sit down before we're going to church and he would write out a check to the church. Checks, you know, familiar with checks? <laughs> you know, you guys, yep. It's a bit of paper you write on. So he, he would write out this, you know, check to the church and it was something that was visible and I, I just remember it really clearly and it just really stuck with me, um, yeah, for a long time. I'm married, beautiful wife, Rowena, 26 years. Um, got three awesome kids, Jordan, Matthew and Talia. And, uh, and I guess we also have just have made it a habit to give just like our parents um, did or do still. Um, I studied accounting at uni, uh, did my chartered accounting program, um, postgraduate program, and I'm currently a partner in a bit, like I guess it's a mid-sized accounting firm here in Canberra. Uh, I've got great, um, and I've been doing that for about 25 years. Oh, we've got about 25 staff, uh, but I've also been working for about 25 years as well. Um, I've worked with my current business partners, Glenn and Sarah, uh, for 22 years out of that time, which is, you know, to work with the, the same people has is, is been really exciting and a great journey. Um, they're awesome friends, great accountants and great business partners and I'm really grateful for the opportunities that they've given me over all these years. But, um, but I guess when, when Pastor Mel asked me to talk about um, some thoughts on, in this sort of area, immediately I thought, yeah, that's, this is what I'm passionate about. This is, oh, really, this is where I operate. This is my space. And I thought, okay, we're going down the, the path of superannuation. We're talking about property. We might touch on crypto. We might get into the world of, you know, debt, tax, compound interest. We might put it together a spreadsheet somewhere along the way. And even, even put together a PowerPoint presentation. Oh. Hello, yeah. Okay. Because that's, that's, that's my game. So, uh, I've gone the other direction today and I've actually given the production team a week off and so there's actually nothing you know, to, to go through. So that's all right, bear with me. Um, but I love a whiteboard as well. There's nothing like a whiteboard to, to make notes and to scribble on and to talk through. So, But what is it that people struggle with? What is it that um, really goes through and challenges the foundations of the outcomes that we often are told by media or social media that really sit yeah. um, in our, I guess, in our inner being. And what is it that um, we can really do to, to challenge that and to not fall into those sort of areas? Um, the idea of, um, you know, just pay off the house, we retire comfortably. We go on a couple of holidays a year. Like, is that it? Is that what really what we're all about? And it's a real challenge. Um, it's, I'm not saying we don't want to be comfortable and sort of go through that journey, but is that the goal, I guess, at the end of the day? Look, I've, like I said, I've been doing this for 25 years, but for the last couple of years, I've really gone on a bit of a journey of just discovering and getting more teaching in this area um, to try and understand the world of, um, of personal sort of finances and, and personal, the, the realm of personal sort of um, the challenges that people are facing um, at the moment. 
And so I've been reading some books and listening to a whole lot of stuff and a couple of things have really stuck out. So I've, one of the things or one of the, the books I've been, or a couple of books I've been reading would be um, Dave Ramsey and The Total Money Makeover um, or The Barefoot Investor by Scott Pape. You might be familiar with them and there'll be some of that content as we go, as we go through here, but it really just brought some structure and, to, and a, a bit of a methodology as to how we approach this sort of thing. I'm currently running a life group um, at the moment called All Things Money, and the type of things we talk about are all things to do with money. Oh. <laughs> Funny that. Um, it's super practical, um, but it also explores the heart and the motivation around money and, and what really sits deep um, inside, inside people. And it's no coincidence, as Mel said, that the Bible does talk a lot about money. Yeah, and the, that verse... Um, that you can't serve both God and money. It's real. Like it's a, you know, there is that challenge there of being pulled in different directions. So who is your master? Um, and I've, you know, I've seen um, many sort of financially successful people really deal and and be challenged by you know the worldly um, desires and and things like that that are out there and expectations that they're confronted with. Look, I didn't make up the course content. Obviously, I've been reading and pulling things together um, along the way. So, um, but I guess with that experience and looking at those different things, um, I've, I've seen a lot of um, really positive outcomes. But also, you know, I guess in my working career, I've really seen a lot of challenging situations that people and really confronting situations financially that just ripples through their world, relationships and everything yeah. else as well. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that area, and that's, and that's why I guess I'm super passionate about this space, um, because the behaviour regarding money has a massive influence, massive influence on the choices you have in the future, yeah. and on families and marriage, as well as the future generations. Yeah. yeah. So true. That's great, Ray. Thank you. So what would you say are the common uh, situations that cause financial stress for us? Yeah, um, so I've got a couple here, well, I've got four actually, that um, really came to mind initially, and there's other ones, but I think the first one is feeling that it's just too hard. Um, I don't know where to start, so nothing happens, so we just get stuck. The flip side to that is complacency, so where we just feel like it's all comfortable and things are going well, we actually don't do anything, and so nothing happens as well, and you drift for, for a long time. Um, so, you know, it's quite common uh, that people don't have a budget and don't have a plan. And I'm sort of sensing everyone's eyes rolls back as they <laughs> think, yeah, that's probably me. Because um, it is. Most people don't have a budget or have a plan. Um, this, uh, I guess, one thing leads to another. And all of a sudden, things are moving quickly. And very quickly, we can get out of... Um, out of our comfort zone or out, just feel like you're drowning a little bit in, in those situations. Um, and sometimes we just need that moment of a time to stand still and just to pause and freeze to catch up with the world and catch up with where our money's at. And that's really hard when it feels like it's a bit of a spiral. Mm. Yeah. Um, so preparing an annual budget at the beginning of the year, popping it on the shelf and going, tick that box, you know, Obviously, it doesn't work. Okay? That's not what we're about. Um, 
I would really encourage you to, to, to form something to create a budget that's either weekly, fortnightly or monthly. Now, depending on your pay cycle, that would, that's probably the best way to do it, so it all lines up. Um, and, you know, the, probably the big thing that I really see is just write it down. Please, 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 just write it down. Write something down on a bit of paper, print out the spreadsheet, whatever it might be, but get it out in front of you. Um, make sure you actually review your expenditure as well if you do create a budget and go through it and actually try and you know, analyse what happened and revise your budget. It's not fixed. We're not locking it in stone for the next 12 months. Like, just, yeah, just really change it, tinker with it, revise it so it's ready for next time. Um, and, and, yeah, and I guess analyse how you've gone against that. I guess the, the common or the second common scenario I see is um, married couples not being on the same page and it's really difficult um, and it's a real challenge. Life's busy, I you know, understand that. Um, and it is normal to have someone who naturally gravitates to a sort of a financial role or plays that financial role in the family and, that, and that's fine, that, that's, that's all good. But communicate, continue the communication around, around that while, you, while that's happening. If you are not the financial person, if that's not your strength, stay engaged, stay engaged in the process and support the person who is. Don't just leave them hanging, leave them out there on their own, doing it on their own. Okay. I really, really encourage joint bank accounts if you're married. It just makes that unity and that oneness more complete um, and having just everything out in the open it's all clear we all know where we stand um, I think it's really it, it's more than just the practical it's I think it's really quite emotional um, and, and just get reports from the bank there's lots of things you can get from internet banking as well to to help with all that sort of stuff but here's a challenge for you up for a challenge yeah yep. how about each Sunday evening sit together around the dining room table and actually list out your expenses for the week. Just write them down and put them on a bit of paper. What are we going to spend our money on this week? And then if there's anything that's not, I guess, on that list, we're not going to buy it, okay? Talk about it and agree on it in advance. It, look, it takes like maybe 10 minutes and then it will become five-minute exercise once a week, do it for a month, do it for two, see how it goes. I really challenge you on that and I think it's a really good way to be um, open and, and, and the good communication there. But we're all on the same page. I think it just makes a really big difference. Make sure you allocate a little bit of discretionary pocket money in that process as well. Let's just say you have coffees, you're not sort of reporting back and saying I spent $3 on this and $5 on that. Like, make it practical and make it real, but yeah, anything, anything larger. The third um, area, or well, third thing I often see is just around not having any financial margin in your world um, to deal with the unexpected. The, um, I guess trying to think through, you know, what, what's your safety blanket? What is it that um, you rely on in difficult times around finance? And um, typically, I guess what we see is that credit cards become yeah. your safety net. And so, um, and. It, you know, once a credit card gets maxed out, we go to another one, like we just see these things just spiralling downhill. It's really tough to come out of that hole. It's really tough, okay? Um, can I just 
be a little bit bold and maybe throw it out there for everyone. Um, do you really need a credit card in your world, in your family? Do you really need a credit card? Like, you know, just, I'll leave that with you, have a think. <laughs> okay, so when the hot water system goes, major car repairs or medical bills come out of the blue, you know, not having that cash in like an emergency fund just to, to be that, that, um, that safety net is, um, it creates a lot of stress, you know, if you don't have that, that cash saved up. Okay. Spontaneous purchases, okay, can be really disruptive to your finances. Like, I've done it, you've probably done it as well, where we just, you know, spontaneously buy something, internet shopping or whatever it might be, that's probably a bit, you know, out of the ordinary, a bit large, and it, and it just creates that bit of tension there as well. Um, have it create a rule for yourself or create a rule together. Again, this is not just married couples, this is yourself. You know, create a rule for yourself that says, I'm not going to buy anything that's not on my list that I thought about at the start of the week or it's not in my budget. And if, it, if something comes up that we're tempted to, to buy, well, except, you know, the rule might be, I'm not going to do it for seven days. I'm going to hold off for seven days and just let that sit. Okay, it's sort of like the, the cooling off period when you buy something and just that makes such a big difference to the way you go about um, what you're buying and puts things in perspective. Yeah. Do you really need it? Yeah. I guess the fourth and final thing um, at this point is the, that concept of drowning in debt. Okay, just feeling like the weight of debt is on your shoulders and that's um, certainly real. I guess over committing when buying a house, um, feeling the need to have everything and, and I understand houses um, and property prices high and, and it's tough. We're not going to deny it. it. It's really tough out there. So just but stick to the plan and, and have a strategy around that. But try not to get in too deep too early. We need that buffer, that financial buffer, the just in case. Okay. Um, it only takes a minor change in variables that are out of your control for things to get out of control. So things like um, interest rates, um, changes in work situation, having a baby, um, you know, childcare or education costs. And when you're on a tight mortgage already and you put those um, other, other sort of debt like credit cards or um, buy now, pay later, when you've got other costs like school fees on, you know, that on, on top of that, you know, very quickly it can change and, um, and get really tight, really, really tight. So we need that financial margin. And the concept of just feeling like you can breathe again, like just being able to take a breath and go, I'm in control, it's all okay, um, is, is really hard when you're in that position. And whilst ha not having debt, uh, whilst having debt, I guess, is not wrong in itself, it's not a sin to have a mortgage or, or debt, the reality is that you are playing by someone else's rules. Okay, so there is a saying that the, the borrower is slave to the lender, yeah. and it's real, you are, you, you know, you're at their mercy, at their control. And so, you know, when my bank manager rings me and says, jump, you know, what do I say? How high, of course, you know, they control what I do. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, we need some best practices, so what do we do, Ray? Talk to us about some best practices that we can put in place to counteract those stresses that you just talked about. Yeah. 
so as we've gone through already, we've just touched on a few um, of those things. So we've got um, having that budget, trying to stick to that, uh, uh, talking with your spouse, talking with other family members as you need to, put some rules in place regarding spending, um, avoiding debt and clearing it as quickly as possible. But here's where I guess we've got some strategy and a bit of structure. Okay, so if you're taking notes, got a pen ready, write some stuff down. Okay, this is, this is sort of the, that trying to take the weight off your shoulders and give you a bit of, bit of structure, like, yeah, in that way. So step one, as quickly as you can, save $2,000 and put it in a bank account that you can't easily touch. Simple, yeah? Step two, after you've done step one, so we're going through, on the counter, remember, so we're going through that logical step. So step two, after step one, as quickly as you can, pay off all non-mortgage debt, non-mortgage debt. House is okay with debt, we'll come back to that later. Start with the smallest debt first, pay it off as quickly as you can, then move to the next one, move to the next one, move to the next one, and get down to the largest debt. Don't let maths, interest rates, or other things um, change the way you go about that process. It's, it's a very behavioural type scenario. Okay, so the, the way they explain this is it's called a debt snowball or um, the domino your debts approach to clearing debt. So that's step two. Things, uh, and I guess that, sorry, and that would include like credit cards, um, car loans, personal loans, buy now, pay later, and I guess, dare I say it, the uni help loans as well probably fits into that category. We just, again, don't need that baggage. Step three, after you've done step two, as quickly as you can, save three to six months of expenses, but your expenses, not mine, not Mel's, your expenses. What, what are three to six months of expenses look like for you? Save it as quickly as you can, put it in that bank account, add it to the $2,000 we've already got saved up. You can't easily touch it, okay? And this is your, I guess your, what they call your completed emergency fund. This is that margin that gives you space between the hot water system goes and I can pay for it. The car needs repaired and I can pay for it, okay? Um, but what you only access is, in, like actually in an emergency, again, medical or whatever it might be. Christmas is not an emergency, yeah? Oh. Christmas no. is not an emergency. Your wife's birthday, your husband's birthday is not an emergency. Okay? I don't it's know if that's true. Right? <laughs> I don't know if that's true. It's important. It's true, right? It's, it's, true, very, right. it's very important, but it's not an emergency. Because um, it's predictable. It happens every year at the same time. Wow. Okay? So those things go in your budget. And you pre-plan, especially your wife's birthday, in advance so it's all clear. Okay? But those three steps are just one of a number of other ones that you know, we'll look at in the, in the um, course we do. But... Um, those three steps require some urgency and some intensity. We don't want these to linger and drag on for too long because they just, it slows everything down and it's a weight on your shoulders that you don't need. I guess at this point in time, uh, we talk about the, the, those practical things, but remember that um, a lot of what we're talking about is behaviour and yeah. mindset. Yeah. Um, and... That I guess they're the key to getting through that, that financial stress that you might be facing. 
maths, interest rates, um, intellect, okay? That's not, what we, that's not what we're talking about here, okay? That's secondary, we're talking about behaviours. Pay attention to the conversation that you have in your head up here. Um, why am I buying this, really? Yeah. Why am I buying this, yeah. really? Do I really need it? Yeah. Okay? But when you find yourself talking, again, up here in your head or somewhere deep down inside you, and, and you're thinking of it, like any of these three things, I've worked hard and I'm entitled to this or that, <laughs> okay? Or they have a great house, they go on holidays, they've got a great car, surely we can do this too. We're as good, we are as well off as they are. You know what that's called, the keeping up with the Joneses? Yeah. Yeah. So you have no idea what they're going through. You have no idea what their financial position yeah, is. Right. So don't, yeah, don't get caught up in that. You know, and, and that, I guess the thing there, I guess, is the social media, Facebook, terrible, terrible at um, providing reality yeah, to right. you. Yeah. Um, and I guess that the third question, or the third thing that you might be aware of in your, in your brain as it ticks along, is that, I guess when the inner salesperson is actually doing a better job selling the thing, you know, that you're buying, more than, you know, your inner salesperson is doing a better job than the actual salesperson. They're trying to sell you that stuff. And you're telling yourself that this is the answer, this is, this is going to make all the difference to what we do. You know, it's the new thing, I've got to have it. Yeah. So if you find yourself thinking of those three things or any in that space, those three things, it's a really good time to pause and just stop, talk to someone, seek wisdom. Um, that mindset of entitlement, of um, comparison and justification, yeah. comparison, entitlement, justification, um, it really can yeah, set you back and throw you off course. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's great, thank you, Ray. So give us some final thoughts as we wrap up. You can come up, guys, down the back. Um, I, I think the, the, the main thing that I'd really um, want to emphasise is that um, everyone's different. Every, per, you know, every family's different, every person's different. Start where you're at. Don't worry about the person around you. Run your race, not someone else's. Um, it takes time. We don't want to rush the process. Okay? It takes time. Set a plan, stick to it. Okay? Tinker with it, talk to someone and adjust it if necessary. But yeah, have a really um, have a plan about that. It's amazing how different your situation can appear when you actually talk it through and write it down. And that's it is why I love using the whiteboard so much. You know, when you actually jot things down and make some notes, it just makes a really big difference. Taking what's you know swirling around in your head and putting it on a bit of paper, um, putting on a bit of paper that um, just gives gives that clarity and a, and a clearer picture. Okay. One thing that really stuck with me over sort of doing this, going through this process is really understanding or really thinking about what is it that my bank account says about me? What does my bank account say about me? Um, if you have a financial or mathematical brain um, and you, you know, you're going through this, remember that it's 80% behaviour, probably only 20% mathematical. So. Yeah, really, just, that behaviour is key in that space. 
And finally, like, what is your financial goal? What is it you're striving for? Uh, what opportunities do you have to help someone else? What charity or organisation supports a cause that breaks your heart? What could you do to help that, that organisation? Remember, money is a tool. It's a tool. It is not the goal. Okay? We often hear of awesome testimonies through this church as well, of people in financial need receiving um, yeah, a blessing of some kind out of the blue that really helps them where they're at. Okay? But what if that was you? who's actually had the opportunity to provide that, um, you know, anonymously, that, that check in the letterbox or under the doormat that helps someone in need. We are God's hands and feet. Yeah. So I think that's the main thing. Quick plug for the next money group. Yep. So a um, couple of weeks' time we're starting. So it's Wednesday nights. We're starting on the 9th of August, uh, 7.30 at the church, five weeks, cover everything um, plus... Or, what we're going through today, plus more. Um, but yeah, it's wherever you're at. There's, it's, it's, you don't have to be in a, a financial hole to do this. Like it's, it's really good for everyone, no matter where you're at, couples or otherwise. Yeah, great so. wisdom, great wisdom. So if you need to know more, ask Ray or go to his group because there's a lot of stuff that we've covered very quickly. Let's thank Ray. How good was that? Thank you, Ray. You'll run. <laughs> His happy place, I understand. I'm going to pray for uh, just for everyone here, for our finances, because there are a lot of stresses around at the moment. And God knows that. And God has a great plan. And God has wisdom for all of us. All we have to do is ask. So don't just think you've got to carry it by yourself. I think that's one of the things that Ray was trying to say. There are people who can help you. Okay, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this time today, God, and I pray, God, for all of us that we would have more wisdom, that you would give us more wisdom with our finances. Lord, for those that are facing stresses and looking at mountains that seem too high, Lord God, I pray that you would come today and strengthen them. I pray that as a church... We would be people who have strong finances, that we would be honouring you. Lord, for those that are in lack, I pray, God, for your provision, for your provision and for your abundance. Thank you, Jesus, that you have a plan, Lord, and that you reveal that plan in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're here today and you've never asked, you don't have a relationship with God, then I just want to invite you to come to the front at the end of the service because we have a team who would love to pray with you and we, ha we have a gift that we would love to give you. So if you're here and or you need to recommit your life to Jesus, then I invite you to come at the end of the service as well. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. Find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.